Strobe lights going full blast in the Fan Run studios. Hickman getting his rave on. Speaking of uh, Raven, there was a lot of people stark raving mad yesterday when the orange and white time and date was announced. Not so much the time and the date that people were upset with, but the fact that it's going to cost $5 to attend. Uh, Big deal or no deal? Five bucks to get into the orange and white game. Who cares? No no big deal. (laughs) Yes, per person. Uh, I think if you're under 12, you get in free. Uh, people mean, people were like losing their minds over this. Like I wouldn't pay for the orange and white game, five but I, bucks. But I also you, you can't get anything for five bucks. I also wouldn't go to it if it was free because I think it's dumb as hell. So why do you hate everything? What's wrong with the orange and white game? I mean, I'm not saying it's like appointment viewing every year, but it's you get, it's like an open practice. You get to go watch it. And I have no desire to watch that. I have far more valuable things I could be doing with my time. I find that very hard to believe. I've watched one orange and white game in the past 10 years. And I, th- I think it was Jeremy Pruitt's first year. Oh, gosh. So it was your fault. I watched it on TV. I guess that would cut down on attendance, though. You think? You don't think people... A little bit. I mean, I think I think people are really excited, excited about this team. I mean, I still think they they'll get... They last year, right? Wasn't it like the clothes or at the practice facility or something like that? Because they were working on kneeling. Yeah, they did. Didn't they do the fan day in the complex or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And they didn't do one the year before because COVID. COVID. And you got your yeah Hickman. 10, so this is the first ten rank top ten Vols first orange and white game faces. in two or three years. A few new faces Ooh. out there. So, like, do you just not like it, or are you making fun of people who would like to go to the Orange and White game? I just don't like it. If people want to go, that's fine. What what is what is it you don't like about watching Tennessee football practice or scrimmage? Because it's football, yes, and that and that's great to you, get to watch. You say at the okay. Time. I was going to say you always say you love football, so here's your chance. But it's not real football, and it almost just. It's almost insulting to my football cravings that I have that that they just trot out there, and it's a lot of just like situational stuff a lot of the time, and it, it it's just it's not the same. Do you think Danny White made a mistake charging five bucks for it? I mean, Danny White's a salesman. That's what he does. He raises money for stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he got us to donate to a fake GoFundMe for goalposts, so. It's just what he does. Whatever happened with that money, by the way? I don't know. Did they use it to get new goalposts? Because we had to put up the backup pair, right? Yeah. So did we have to like then replace the backup pair, I'm guessing? Probably. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, let's say it's 50,000 people. That's 250000 bucks. Yeah, that could buy us an offensive lineman. I don't think they could use that money for the offensive lineman. I think that would have to go towards perhaps like a coach's salary or... A little Danny Watt bonus, going to slide some of that in his pocket. All the proceeds go to my all campaign, is what it says. Okay, so they're they're using it to do renovations on... Yeah, part of the stadium is even going to be closed because they're uh, fan enhancements. Or so something. Wait, what? I thought we were done. G through Q and GG through QQ will be closed as well... As gates one through twelve, 
as uh, progress continues on several fan experience enhancements. So I guess that's probably the south end of the Neyland. Okay, so they're doing like concessions and it, are we finally getting rid of the troughs in the bathroom? Please no. Yeah, I don't know. You like the troughs? Yeah. Big trough guy? It's a very efficient way to pee. As opposed to the inefficient ways? Are you just saying like having to wait on somebody at a urinal? You can get more people in a trough than you can at individual urinals. I don't know if there's like a regulation on the gaps you got to have with urinals, but I mean typically I would imagine there is. Typically there's some there's some space there and if it's a trough, you know. Weird at Arkansas in baseball that weekend. <laughs> yeah, and people want to go to the Orange and White game. But we don't play them till seven o'clock that night. So okay, you, good. You can make both. And what time is the game? Two thirty. Okay. Gates open. That makes sense. Yeah, Matthew brings up a good point. This will pay the Wi-Fi bill. So apparently yeah, that's coming. Trying to fix that or something. Are, oh, are they doing another enhancement of the in-stadium Wi-Fi? I think that's part of the enhancement. Okay, good, good, good. Now, Jordan also brings up a good point about the orange and white game. Says it's a good opportunity to take his toddler to the game. Yes. If you get there, they get fussy, and you just leave. Yeah, you're Which, not missing anything. I mean, that, that's great. That's that's a happy story. Anyway. Also, aren't they doing some type of concert? Uh, the Vol Village is going to have food Kenny trucks, Chesney. Kenny Chesney. Live bands. Yeah. And, uh, lot 9. Okay. So first ever Vol Village Music Festival located in Lot Nine, featuring live bands on stage from noon to two. Noon to two, live bands. Food Good. Trucks. Good. Fun activities for all ages. All ages. Yep. That's great. That's just. Sounds like a fun day. Well, you see, Hickman, that stuff's not free. Uh, probably gonna be great. We don't know. <laughs> it's no, yeah, it's April. Like who knows? Uh, let's grab Roberto on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Roberto, are you going to take the kiddos to the Orange and White game? I might. I don't know. I'm not an Orange and White hater. I mean, I went when I had two broken legs in a wheelchair, so take that for what it's worth. That's dedication. I'm sheep. Uh, yeah, thanks to Big Michael Green. Big Michael Green guy got me into the box for that one. Uh, they wheeled me up. It was very interesting. Um, Hickman, I, got, I, I love you, buddy. I do. Um, there's always a but after that, though, isn't there? Um, if you ever want to see your future, just look at Bear. <laughs> All right. That's enough for me for the week. I'm going to head on out of here. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Roberto, so they, Roberto, they don't get along very well, and I tell them both it's because they're so much alike that it's and they're scary. They're exactly alike. Yep. I'm always yeah, right, and like, Bear's always wrong, though, so there's difference number one. I mean, okay. You know who would say sure, that? I'll, I'll go with that. Why Bear, not? Bear would mean, say that. That's exactly what Bear would say. That's exactly what Bear would say. He's going to call in and dog cuss me, um, and I know they don't get along, and that's that's okay. We you know we don't get along. You know, it's like it's always like the parent who doesn't get along with their child, and then somewhere along the line, the child is talking to I don't know, let's say their brother-in-law. <laughs> And they say, well, you know why you and your mom don't get along? And they say, why? And you say, because you're exactly like her. And then they yell at you. Uh, excuse me. I didn't. I just played that out in my mind. That that didn't actually happen. Uh, but that's exactly what's going on here, Hickman. I will say this. I enjoy your curmudgeon takes. <laughs> but you're like on the cusp. You're like on the cusp of, of, of like, 
get off my lawn territory. And what are you like, 22, 24? I'll be 24 here in a month. Okay, okay, yeah. Don't don't be that guy. Like, I'm 42 and I'm just getting there. Like, I just <laughs> mowed the other day and some kids were walking through my yard and I'm like, get out of my yard! All right? Reserve that for when you have three nine-year-old children, Hickman, and you're miserable at times and you just need to get outside and tend to something. Let that be your old church curmudgeon time. Don't do that now. Don't, don't be that guy. Enjoy this beautiful day we've been given. Hickman. Uh, with that said, guys, moving forward, I, I, I find this uh, SEC tournament to be very interesting. I love your A&M picks, by the way. I think they're going to win it. Uh, and I just can't believe A&M is – did you say they were an 8 or a 9, or are they at a 7 now in the big tournament? Uh, according to Joe Lenardi, as of yesterday – they are listed, I want to say an eight. Let me double-check it real fast. I want no part of them if I'm a one seed. I mean, I'm begging them to get off the – fall to the ten or go to the seven line. You know, and Roberto, like in my opinion, I think that they've done more the past month and a half than we have. I, I honestly they're up no to a, They're up to a seven. They're I up honestly to a seven. think that they should be a four or a five. I don't. I honestly don't want to punish them with a five seed. I'd rather them be a six or a four, if you ask me. I know the non-conference schedule they had was absolutely abysmal, and they dropped some of those games. But I think the uh, right SEC now they're one of the they're itself. one of the fifteen best teams in college basketball right now, and I don't think anybody'd argue that. Do you guys? Nope. Uh, and right now, um, Lenardi's bracketology they got a they got a weird draw too. Uh, they got North Carolina State in round mm-hmm. one. And then they would be That's playing. A win. Yeah, that is a win. But then after that, they would be playing the winner of UNC Asheville and Arizona. I, am I crazy to think that they would struggle more with UNC Asheville than Arizona? I think I'd pick them over Arizona, honestly. I think I would too, but I'm not. I mean, I think I'd pick them over UNC Asheville, but Pember could go for 50 that game um, because they have nobody to match him. Pember's a terrible matchup. Wouldn't it be awesome to have a guy that's a terrible matchup on our team? <laughs> Why do we suck? <laughs> uh, um, uh, you know, guys, I, I, I'm not mad at this team. I'm upset that we don't get out in transition. I'm upset by the brand of basketball we play. But I'm not mad at the guys. I want them to win. I'm going to be happy if they win. I'm going to be sad if they lose. Like, that's just normal human emotion. But at the same time, I'm not going to be – this tournament, I, I'm really worried, guys. This could be the worst NCAA tournament of my lifetime, and I'm old. Like it's, just, it's cool that there's no great team, right, that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that, that Duke team's going to win it all. But it's, it's, so it's going to make for a lot of cool upsets because the middle, that middle third, you know, the three through seven seeds are just kind of weak like super, super, super weak compared to the competition. So you could see some big upsets from, from the background, as it were. A 15 catching a two or a 14 catching a three. Um, and that's why I'm worried for Tennessee, because they could be that three. Um, but I saw that they were matched up with Creighton, potentially, in the second round. Yep. That is an abysmal matchup, in my opinion, for Tennessee. Just don't, please, God, don't put us in with them that is an underrated team that dropped some games in the middle of the season but what people don't realize is they had some injuries that cost them and they 
it was like this weird confluence of major injuries mm-hmm. and a blip in their schedule where they played a whole lot of hard teams back to back to back. Guys, I want no part of them. I can't believe they're on the sixth line because they're they're I could argue that when healthy, they're a top ten or fifteen basketball team in college basketball. They were at the start of the season, weren't yeah, they? they? Weren't were. they like I know. seven? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before they, yeah, that's exactly right. But what I'm saying is, right now, yeah, they're starting to play a little bit better. You know, they had a blip again against uh, Villanova the other day, but it is what it is. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, and also Vanderbilt. Here's my question. I'm going to drop this. Jerry Stackhouse. Did he end up winning Co-Coach of the Year with Buzz Williams? Yes. Wow. And they deserve that. They were equally good this year. Um, but, I mean, Stack, if Stackhouse spent any time on the recruiting trail, he could have a really good basketball team. The guy can coach. I'm, yeah. I'm blown away that I'm saying the guy can coach. He just can't recruit. If he could if he could recruit a little bit, he could actually make something out of Vanderbilt. And lastly, do you think they'll make the tournament? See you guys. Ooh. What are they at right now record-wise? Uh, are they 19-12? and 12? Right now, Vandy is. Come on, uh, they've won eighteen games, I believe. I mean, if they were to win, let's see. I think if they win two, they might be in. If they win their first game against either LSU or Georgia, and then beat Kentucky, I think they're probably in. If they're at eighteen, if they get to twenty, I think you could put them in. That'd be a really hot run to end the season. Um, according to Delphi Bracketology, who I believe got the uh, the entire bracket correct last year, they also have Tennessee as a three seed against Louisiana, same as okay. Lenardi. In Greensboro, if Tennessee were to beat Louisiana, they would play the winner of 11 Utah State versus 6 Duke in Greensboro. It's better than playing Creighton. You rather play Duke in Greensboro than Creighton? Yeah. Okay. Duke's eh, and the uh, they've lost what eight games on the year, I believe. But I mean, losing eight games in the ACC this year—that's pretty bad. That conference isn't good. I know playing them in Greensboro would suck, but I, I don't think Tennessee fans want any part of Creighton. I mean, Kalkbrenner, who's their best player, who he's the one who went down in that middle stretch of the season. There, seven footer can do it all and of course they have some pretty good guard play good coaching veteran leadership their experience so i would rather have duke yeah am i am i crazy to think that having duke in greensboro this team might well i don't know we're so bad on the road and that would basically be a road game but i do think they'd play better with it being duke on the other sideline yeah we just we, well, we seem to play better against those the bigger branded teams this year outside of Kentucky. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I agree with Roberto when he says it's going to be maybe the worst NCAA tournament ever. I think I know what he means. I think it would be, I think it has a chance to be one of the most exciting as far as you have no idea which top seeds are going to fall when. I think the problem gets to if you have a lot of Cinderellas in the Elite Eight in the Final Four. Yeah, everybody wants Cinderellas until, until they're about to play for a championship. Yeah, until, like, okay. until you get to the Elite Eight in the Final Four. Because then you end up – because a lot of times the Cinderellas, like that luck kind of runs out 
the run ends, and then you just have bad basketball. And the, yeah, on the exactly, final four. exactly. Then you've got uh, you know Kansas beating a team by thirty. No one ever... wants to sit down, and watch the final four, and see two thirty point blowouts. Yeah, exactly. You want, I mean, you want Villanova, North Carolina. That's what you want. I think it will be a very entertaining tournament. Uh, I've said this for a couple of weeks now. I just, it just, we've talked about how wide open the field is, but for some reason, this just has Bill Self and Kansas going back to back written all over it. I think so too. I mean, obviously, I, it's the NCAA tournament. It's super hard to predict, but I would imagine as brackets get filled out, they will be the the team picked most, like on ESPN and, and all that stuff. Like they'll be the team that most people have going all the way. I think they feel like the safest pick at this point. But that said, I also have watched Kansas a few times this year, and they're they're just as likely as as any team I've watched to lay down a stinker and lose to someone they're not supposed to. Yeah, I mean. But it is it is Bill Self in March. So if you, were, if you were to guess, like just how many teams, just looking at the projected field right now, like how many teams would you think could go on to win it all this year? I'd say what? There's probably eight, maybe more. Like. I, I I don't think Alabama, but they're going to be a one seed. So I think obviously the one seeds you would think have a really good opportunity. Um, of your twos, Arizona, Texas, UCLA. I'll add UCLA to that list. Baylor. Uh, let's see the threes: Tennessee, Kansas State, Marquette, Gonzaga. You mentioned Gonzaga yesterday. Like this might be the year they win it, even though they're not as good as they have been on paper. The fours are Xavier, Indiana, Virginia, and UConn. I think you could add – I don't think Virginia would win it. I think UConn has a chance. By my count, I got Maybe 16 it, teams. I was going to say it's, it's going to be more than eight as I'm looking at this. The teams I think that could le- legitimately win it all, and I did actually see the metrics about like, oh, you have to be here in this – statistical category and here and this yeah if you want to win it because the past like 30 national championships have all been there but with this year being so weird baylor can win it tennessee can creighton can yukon can iowa state love you but i don't think you can purdue can mm-hmm. kansas state can you think kansas state can yes okay they are elite guard play alabama can texas can gonzaga can Virginia can, Kentucky can, UCLA can. I think A&M can. Call me crazy, but I think A&M's the hottest team in the country right now. If A&M makes a Final Four, I will cry. Marquette. I think they're Elite Eight, Final Four good. Don't know if they can win it all. Uh, Indiana, once again, like Elite Eight, Final Four good. Uh, And Kansas obviously can. You got, yeah. I didn't keep count there, but that's like 13, 14 teams that probably – at the end of the day, can win it all. I do think it's wide open. And then, like, I mean, there's probably 25, 30 teams you could say, like, oh, yeah, like there's definitely a scenario out there where this team goes to the Final Four. Will it happen? No, probably not. But, what's, t- what's Tennessee's ceiling in your mind? Uh, I mean, I just said I think we can win a national championship this year, but our ceiling realistically? Elite Eight, Final Elite Four. Eight. Just depends on your matchup. But like your floor is going to be the round of 32. So, not if we get Yale in the first round, bud, according to you. 
Or, I mean, you could also, yeah, like you can lose in the first round. The Big Ten right now looking like they're going to get eight teams or not eight, ten teams in, which to me, it every year the Big Ten gets the benefit of the doubt with a lot of their teams. Like Michigan, I don't think Michigan should have been in last year. If they got in, they got hot. Yeah. Those are the scarier teams, in my opinion, the teams that have five-star talent that just mm-hmm. did nothing all year, but then they get hot. Yeah, it's a good thing Louisville didn't get hot in the ACC tournament. That could have been a real dangerous situation. Bid for... stiller. <laughs> With seven wins getting into the NCAA tournament, that would have been uh, that would have been movie-worthy. All right, we'll do a break. We'll take that and come back, continue on. Hour number three of Three and Out. It's Fan Run Radio. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's And each night begins a new day If you don't understand him, he don't die young He'll probably just ride away Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys Hour 3 continues uh, so Gonzaga punched last night. Not that they needed to punch, but they. Uh, yeah. What record did Drew Timmy set? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he's all, he became Gonzaga's all-time leading scorer last night. How about that? They Hickman. I I'm starting to really like your Gonzaga pick. Not that you've officially picked them, but they have really been under the radar this yeah, year. Yeah, they have. And it's not like they're bad. They just aren't as, I guess, maybe not as dominant as people thought they might be. Uh, I believe they were pre. Were they preseason number four? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, they beat St. Mary's last night, seventy-seven to fifty-one. They're currently twenty-eight and five, ranked ninth in the country. They were preseason number two. Yeah, that's what. I think they led the nation in. Offense or scoring or something. Well, what did we score against them? Was it ninety nine to ninety? Rumor, right? <laughs> no, no, we saw that one. We could stream that one. Oh, yeah. It was the Michigan State game that Uh-oh. we never got the official word, but unofficially, officially, Tennessee beat Michigan State in the in we the scrimmage. Some of those shots. I mean, you're not kidding. How many threes do you think we hit in that game? I don't know. They never released a box score. I don't uh, think. Yeah. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see that. No, I like that pick. Uh, I think they could have a another Final Four run in them for sure. It's just, like you said, it's so wide open this year. There's a couple of teams, too, this year that you look at them, they've climbed up in the rankings, but still you just don't know. Like Shaka Smart being such a high seed at Marquette this year is kind of interesting for me, just to keep an eye on that. Did he, did he fail to make the tournament at Texas? Let's see. Or did he just not win a game in the tournament? Uh, I he made the NCAA tournament his first and third year at Texas and his last year. And he actually won the Big 12. And did he? But he didn't win in the tournament, right? Did he go 0-3? Oh, uh, yeah, because they, they won their first tournament game since Rick Barnes last year with Chris Beard. Hmm. Uh, Shaka Smart won the CBI championship in 2009. <laughs> Great. Pretty cool. <laughs> Pretty cool, you know what? 
Yeah, Marquette up to sixth in the country. Uh, not sure how far I'll have them going in my bracket. I uh, can't wait to do brackets. You have to wait till Sunday. And compare them, you know? Mm, yeah. Are you a one-bracket guy or like a ten-bracket guy? Uh, I do three brackets. Three brackets? I do one where I have Tennessee winning a national championship. Okay. Every I, year? Every year. Okay. I do one where you take it seriously. I go pretty serious with a few upsets, mm-hmm. ones that I believe in, and then I do one that's pretty much – Upset, 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 upset. So you do a chaos bracket? Pretty much, yeah. Is that one normally your best one? Uh, no. It's usually the one I do pretty, that I actually take seriously. Sure it is. The one, the one with Tennessee is usually decent, but Tennessee usually ruins it. I would say so if you have them going to the Final because Four and winning a national never won championship. A national championship or been to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I, I know. And I'm probably not going anytime soon. Would it? How? Okay. Let's let's dr- dare to dream for just a second. What if this is the team that does make a Final Four? At that point, what like? Let's say we win the Final Four and lose to, uh, oh hell, uh. Purdue. We lose to Purdue in the in the first game of the Final Four, national semifinal. We lose to Purdue. You say what about Rick Barnes? Lose to Purdue in the Final Four. Uh, make get... make the program second Elite Eight ever and first Final Four. We hang a Final Four banner for the first time on the men's side in Thompson Bowling Arena. At that point, given everything that's gone on this season, no Zakai Ziegler. If this is the team that makes the Final Four. And you have thirty seconds to say something to Rick Barnes. What do you say? Uh, I would say, Rick, good for you, man. I'm glad you got back. You deserve it. When did you get back? Uh, Second final four. Uh, Let's see. I figured you'd say something like about damn time. No. Okay. I, good. I, That's I w- good. I wouldn't insult the man. He is a nice guy. I just way to stay with it this year, Rick. Would you would you talk it down though? Would you say, well, luckily for him, this was one of the most open fields in the history of the NCAA tournament? Like, uh, I wouldn't talk it down. <laughs> would you? You'd soak it in. You'd be very happy. Yeah, oh, I'd probably cry. Oh, I don't want to make you cry. Uh, but yeah, you know, just congratulate him on, you know gutting it out all year long with injuries and sticking with it, and I'm happy for him. Would you walk back your uh, disgust of this being the best Tennessee basketball team ever? Uh, this team's like this team. <laughs> this team could win a national championship, and they still couldn't beat the Grant and Admiral team. So, what if he says, "No, Hitman, I'll listen to the show. I'll listen every morning." And you said some pretty mean things. I'd I'd say, I don't believe you. I'd say, Rick, <laughs> you God-fearing Christian man. I'm asking you for forgiveness. You would uh, would you do it on air? Would you if we make a final four? Will you ask Rick Barnes for forgiveness on the air? Uh, no. I, would. I think at times your criticism is uh, I'm not going to say unfair, but it's it's been a little, it's been bold. It's been bold criticism at times. And you're not alone. I'm not trying to yeah, single yeah. you out. Uh, there are a lot of people that are hearing this right now, probably thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, probably a little hard on him back then. But. And but I would wrap up my my thoughts with old Rick by saying. Would you say uh, this is a good one to end on? I'd say time to retire and I, yeah, let us I get that's, Scott Drew. I knew that's where you were going. 
Oh, I walked that path before you even knew you were on it. I knew that's what you would end with. Oh, I had a good feeling. Yeah. It's not like as crazy as it sounds like. It's really not that impossible. It is. It is such a draw-based tournament, unless you're you know just one of the elite teams, and it really doesn't matter. I just don't know how many truly elite teams there are. Like Houston's twenty-nine and two. Do we do we view Houston as one of the all-time elite teams in college basketball? No, but they are one of the elite teams in college basketball this year. How many teams right now in college basketball this year are you saying are elite? Nice. And now not like all-time elite, but like in in this year's tournament, how many elite teams are? Like, do you view Alabama this year as elite? I don't. I, don't I think they're very good. I don't. I don't think so. Like, I don't look at any of these teams and say that is an all-time elite team. A lot of these teams have like one amazing player, and then a couple of dudes. Houston does it with team ball, but that's like kind of part of. It. There's no like superstars. Well, they do have, have one of the Sasser. best players in the country. Yeah, Sasser. Sasser. Yeah. Who does yeah, you, Who does UCLA have? Uh, they got that one kid from. He was, I think, it was a freshman in the Final Four run. Janus. Uh Jacquez. Jacquez is dirty. Seventeen and eight a game for mm-hmm. Jacquez. Like I don't think this is Bill Self's best team, but I think they could win another national championship this year. They're always going to be there. God, it, it, it's hard to call Marquette elite this year. Uh, I can call Purdue elite, I guess, but like at times, I they, don't think Purdue is elite. I think they have Edie. I think he's really good. Been struggling. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think there are a lot of teams that are elite when they're playing their best basketball. Okay. But I don't think they're as consistent as the field has been in previous years, if that makes sense. Well, I think I saw a stat yesterday that this will be the weakest tournament field, our second weakest in the last 25 years. And we've talked about the, the top 50 teams uh, this year being, I think they're the weakest in the last 15. So, like... On paper, this really is one of the most open NCAA tournaments um, in the last 25 years. And I'll tell you a sneaky good team in the ACC to keep an eye on moving forward mm-hmm. is Miami. Yeah, I mentioned that. They're only one spot behind Virginia. And they don't get much love. I just think that conference is down. I watched Miami play Duke earlier this year, and it was a beatdown. So you remember Nigel Pack, who we wanted from K-State last year? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's averaging 13 points a game this year. Uh, he is shooting it 40% from three. 40% from three? Yep. What's he averaging a game? 13.5. Okay. They also have that. Uh, they have ACC Player of the Year on their team. Wong. Uh, Wong, yeah. Wong. Who? Isaiah Wong. Oh, okay. Yahoo Sports has an article out. Four NCAA tournament opponents your team should hope to draw on selection Sunday. Purdue, Tennessee, <laughs> Iowa State, and Providence were the four teams this guy wrote about. Yeah, Providence is a pretender. They suck. So we're on the pretenders list, essentially? Basically, yeah. Four oh, good. teams that you hope to get on your side of the draw, basically. Purdue, Tennessee, Iowa State. I- <laughs> Way to go, Hickman. Yeah. <laughs> you got two doozies this year. And no. Providence. Uh, what does it say about Tennessee? Uh, yeah. It says, with every first-round flop or early-round loss, Rick Barnes reminds everyone why it's difficult to trust his teams in the tournament. He con- consistently underperforms when it matters most. 
no matter how big a talent edge he has. He couldn't pe- get past second round with Kevin Durant. He's lost all five times. He's coached in the 8-9 game. He is, his last seven Texas teams didn't advance in the NCAA tournament second weekend. Three of his four NCAA tournament teams at Tennessee have, lo- have lost to double-digit seeds. And then it just goes on to talk about like this year's team, how they lost Ziegler, things like that. So I won't get into all that, but it's kind of what we've been saying. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hickman, let's say we lose in the round of 32. How much of a – and I know you're not going to give him a pass, but how much of a – like, do you view the Ziegler injury as a reason or an excuse for this team if they lose in the round of 32? Um, I'm surprised it has taken – this long for this question to be asked, uh, it's not an excuse. It's on Rick Barnes. Now, the sheep will tell you it's an excuse. But the fact is that you had a top 100 borderline five-star player sitting on your bench running your practice scout team the whole year. Uh, that's that's on you, Rick. So you're not going to get a pass if you lose in the round of 32 because you don't have Zakai Ziegler. If what if any- it's too like a Creighton, though, like a quality opponent? Not just like, like UC Irvine or I don't know, like uh, UCLA. Well, uh, I well. guess the question is, how far could BJ be along had he played more? We'll never know. Well, I, and Thanks, I guess, Rick. And I guess that's like that's kind of the built-in jab that a lot of people are using. Because let's say he had played BJ like I don't know ten minutes a game and all those blowouts. What if he still wasn't very good and we dropped down to him? Would would then you say losing Zakai Ziegler? Like would, yeah, we've seen it's B- more of an effect there. Yeah, but, so because you haven't seen him. And we know he's not ready, but he also didn't play. That's more of like a, a bullet in your gun for Rick Barnes if we lose and you know, you hear people say that oh well we didn't have Zakai. I get that. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know that it's accurate, but if we had seen BJ play a lot and he just wasn't very good, I think then you could make more of an excuse to say, well, without Ziegler, you know, that we know our backup's not as good. But since we never even tried to get him ready, it just is. It yeah, is what it is. Comments just always frustrate me when he talks about him. I know. Say he's not ready. Yeah. A- after the Arkansas game. Oh yeah, we're gonna need BJ. We got to get him. We have all the confidence in the world. If we stick him out there, he's gonna do the job. I mean, just. And like, then they don't stick him out there. And they don't. Like, Did, when we're having Vescovy play thirty-nine minutes against of, Auburn. Like, yeah. You know, like he's gonna play against Auburn. He'll see the floor, and then let us see it. If we see it, then we won't have the questions. You know, like yeah. it's it's hard to. I don't know. It's hard to take his word for it when the kid just never plays. Yeah, it makes it work. It makes you a little worried. Like it, what happens with Dilio next year? Yeah, like yeah. these guards that want to come play for you. Do y'all see the highlights that people were posting of Freddie, Freddie buckets yesterday I mean, I on saw the Twitter sphere? Highlights sphere. of BJ Edwards. Like, I know. Kids up too. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not counting on him or anybody to come in and be a 20 no. point a night guy. I'm just not. And I, it's not. His highlights were great. I just. I'm I mean, done doing that. Obviously, Ziegler. That's never going to be what these kids point, are. But like, if Vescovi decides to come back, because Dillion just stuck on the bench behind those two guys. Like Could be. Edwards is. I mean, I mean you got DJ Jefferson to fit in the mix mm-hmm. and things like that. So And Phillips could return too. And and other yeah. kids Phillips will be back, uh, I'm assuming, unless he transfers. I think he needs to. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried so much about him going to the NBA. I don't think he'd get drafted in the first two rounds. I am worried about him transferring. Did, uh, did you guys get a chance to check out some of the Big Ten awards on the year? No. Uh, Northwestern basketball Chris Lowry won assistant coach of the year. Okay. Chase Adigi nailed it. Won defensive player of the year for Northwestern. And shout out to the man in charge, Chris Collins of Northwestern, winning 
Big Ten Coach of the Year. They were picked to finish 13th in the league and finish second. You're just not going to let this go, are you? They're a good team, man. Uh, sucks for them, though, right now. A lot of brackets have them playing West Virginia in the first round in Columbus. So, Well, if they lose in the first round, do I get to claim I was right? No. I don't think you realize how bad the basketball history at Northwestern is. Yeah, I'm sorry I don't. I don't keep up with the history of basketball at uh, Northwestern. I, w- I will absolutely 100% admit that I am not a historian of Northwestern basketball. Guilty as charged. Chris Collins is a good coach, though. Uh, do you know what their win percentage all time as a program is? Uh, 486. 41%. They So they made the NCAA tournament in uh, just to show you the job that Collins has done there. They made the NCAA tournament in 2016-2017 as an eight seed. Mm-hmm. That was their first NCAA tournament in school history. So he's now going to have their only two NCAA tournament appearances in program history. He's a legend. Build the statue. How old is he? Oh gosh, I'm is he an older guy? Forty years old. Uh, he graduated from Duke in '96. So oh okay. He's been at Northwestern ten years. So he's a little younger. He's been there 10 years? Yeah. They're the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. As a program, they have been ranked four times all time before he got there, and he has them ranked, and they've been ranked four times with him. So you make a call up north when old Ricky retires? Hit the button. We drew a last break. Good Lord. Uh, and one of the most impressive things I've ever seen, apparently in Thailand, mm-hmm. elephants have the right-of-way when crossing any road, which oh. I don't know why you would hit an elephant intentionally anyway, uh, but they will wait by the side of the road, and when a fruit or sugarcane truck drives by, they'll walk out in front of it and steal a quick snack, because hmm. they know the vehicle has to stop. Elephants are smarter than humans. Are they smarter, or just smart? I think they're smarter than I think that's been... I think that... I know they never forget. I think that was a fact. Uh, speaking of dumb elephants, did you see what Nick Saban had to say yesterday? Dumb elephants. Uh, yeah. A lot of complaining. Yeah, we'll get into the uh, SI article more tomorrow, but for those who may have missed it, uh, Nick Saban is he's mad about NIL because I guess the Dodge Chargers aren't working quite as well as they used to. When you've got Nico driving around in a G wagon, uh, the, so the the free vehicles for Alabama players they're not carrying as much weight as they used to. So he wants to, uh, he, I think he's trying to get the government involved, if I'm not mistaken, to fix and kind of unify NIL across state borders so that everyone has an equal playing field. You already know how I feel about government involvement. Yes, I do. I think I think we all do. Um, the other thing that was interesting was uh, his comments on teams that snapped the ball within seven seconds of the end of the previous play. And he did his – I got to give him credit, man. He found a good move a while back, and he stuck to it. And he's saying in the name of player safety, 
he should be allowed to sub his defense anytime the offense gets a first down. I wonder why all of a sudden he wouldn't like up-tempo offenses even though he's been running an up-tempo offense at Alabama for years. I, I just I wonder what happened to make him change his mind. Oh, that's right. He got throat kicked by Josh Heupel and Jalen Hyatt running fast, uh, fast-paced offense in Neyland. Uh I mean, this is... I don't know about you guys. This might be the worst month for Nick Saban opening his mouth that I can remember. Oh, he's not opened his mouth and not really? made half the, the country mad. And... That's what I'm saying. I mean, well, I said this month. The... It's only the eighth, but it's just been unbelievable. Uh, he's complained about having LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee as his permanent opponents. They already were permanent opponents. Uh, he's now complaining about NIL again. Because I guess the people at Alabama can't figure it out to get him, you know, all the players that he wants. Whatever, that's fine. And now he's complaining about Josh Heupel's offense. Like, there's no. He should have just come out and said, "Josh Heupel and Tennessee run too fast of plays, and I don't like it." Because by saying within seven seconds of the snap, we all know who you're talking about, and we all know that Tennessee beat you last year. So now, in the name of player safety. We need to slow down the game and allow more substitutions. It would be the ultimate flex if you could go down there to Tuscaloosa next year and snap like one play every 30 seconds and just beat the hell out of them. Oh, like go completely opposite, yeah. just slow play them? Just go snail speed. You know, we did that against LSU late when we had that. What was what was that drive we had in the fourth quarter? It was like eight and a half minutes, nine minutes? Yeah, we got a field goal out of it. Yeah. Which, I mean, we the game was over. We you know, if we wanted a touchdown, we would have gotten one. Right. We just we just went like I like I that might be my favorite drive of the season. Yeah. Because you had gone to Baton Rouge, you had beat the absolute hell out of a team that was I think they were favored in that game. They were. That they was were. my that might be uh, I mean outside of the Alabama game, obviously that might be my favorite game. Because no, that, like that, that was the wake up game, right? Yeah, that's that, when you found out. Okay, we're legit. Yeah. It's like whoa, we're we're actually pretty damn good. Wait a wait a ding minute. No, I agree with you. That drive was good in the end of the first half against Florida. Yeah, ninety-nine yard drive. Yeah, I mean that, that was the catch on the season. I guess and that was huge because we got the ball coming back out at the half. And yeah, I guess there's that. That was probably the biggest drive of the and season. Was the earliest game, the biggest game thus far. Yeah, the season. yeah, that was definitely the biggest drive of the season. My yep. the, my favorite though was that LSU just like milking the clock. Was that a fourth down play? Keaton caught that ball. No, that was like second down. I think that pit game was fun. I was thinking we went for maybe. Yeah. Looking back know. on it, I do not think the pit game was fun. Oh, I did not. What, what no, were y'all thinking when we were down like ten nothing? Like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're just not as good as we thought we were this year. Yeah, and you got Nate over there picking them. <laughs> oh yeah, he did pick pit. Did you pick pit too? He had. His I don't know. Four. I don't know what you had. Us nine and three, right? I think I had us beaten pit. Okay. I got killed after that game for saying Tillman played like butt, which yeah, he did. He had he had like four drops. I think it was five or six, wasn't it? His, I think he was targeted 12 times and caught six of them. His pro football focus grade was... I'm sorry, it was what? <laughs> oh. Is that an official? Is that the official grade? Yeah. I mean, he graded out as a backup. Can you spell that? Is it TP, 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 TP? I don't know. Just curious. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig a little deeper into uh, that SI article. It's a pretty big expose on some yeah i don't know why i mean i guess he's still the most decorated college coach in the game but i'm so sick and tired of everybody running to him for his thoughts on the 
10,000-foot view of college football. Yeah. It's like he only ever does this when he wants things to change in his favor. He doesn't have the advantage with cars and money anymore because of NIL, so he needs to change it. His defense can't sub, and the other offense is going fast. He gets beat. We need to change it. Maybe he should try prostitutes like Louisville did. Maybe. Maybe he Big may- show tomorrow. Maybe, yeah. 30, 30 best movies in Adam Hickman's mind. We'll, we'll break down. Opponent. We'll know our opponent. We'll have a game to break down. I'll break down that Montana State game as well for you guys. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see you tomorrow. It's time to re-